You are right up Main Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. welcome. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser Light Razor. Hi, babes. Hi, babes. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm good. We haven't discussed the fact that I did go to a med spa the other week. Oh, of course. I got my face analyzed. And what was the result? I'm Old. <laughs> humanoid. <laughs> Everything is fine, but there is a bit of UV damage, not going to lie. Mm. Now, that will be the summers in Spain. Because I don't know if you know this, but I grew up in Spain in the summers as a kid. Oh, right. Very so that'll be why. Ilaria Baldwin of you. Exactly. You consider yourself to be kind of a Scottish-Spanish mix. See, <laughs> uh, So n- no treatment yet, but... Later in the year, when it's not sunny, maybe just a little... Ooh, yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. A little Fraxel laser here and there. Not a Fraxel. We decided, oh. we said, we're not, I'm not, not there yet. Right. Just an IPL. Just a casual IPL. <laughs> How are you? Just space lasers to the face. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm still recovering from uh, your kind of little birthday shindig, where you did a screening of Demolition Man in your backyard translation garden. Yes. And yeah, it was really fun. I drank lots of wine. We watched Demolition Man, laughed at a lot of things happening in it. Mm. There's dogs running around. It was just, it was a magical evening had by all. It was really nice. When I told someone back in the UK that I was going to do that, I said, oh yeah, I'm going to have some friends over for a screening in the garden. They came back with the very British phrase, which was, as one does. (laughs) I hate that. Oh, I thought they were going to be like, but what about the rain? No, 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 no. (laughs) As one does. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, one did. Yeah, one, one did. And in LA, there's nice weather and it's a city basically built on movies. So yeah. As one should do one, in LA. One has to, one must. <laughs> right, look, Uh-oh. we have a bumper episode oh today. God. We've got a lot to get to. So let's have enough of this pleasantries and bullshit. Let's do some feedback. In honor of feedback, I do have to mention that I did go to the Janet Jackson auction last week. <laughs> and I saw, I wasn't there for the actual auction, but they displayed all the items and stuff and the feedback outfits were there. So I was thinking, you are listeners. I was thinking about the You're Welcome America fam the whole way. In other exciting news. I'm, I'm, I will say as well, listeners, Ben did not get the outfit. He's not sitting here now in Janet's feedback outfit as much as I'd love him to be. <laughs> One of those helmets. <laughs> So we do have some super exciting feedback. Mm. In our last episode, we did talk about Atomic Kitten and you talked about one of your friends, Boop, who <laughs> trolled Jenny Frost back yep. in the day because your friend, Boop, could see, allegedly, could see Jenny Frost's knickers because yep. her skirt was too short. Yep. And she tweeted it and Jenny Frost back in the day replied, oops. oops. So we talked about that. So we put this in our stories on Instagram. We tagged Jenny Frost we got a reply from Jenny Frost. <gasps> the Frost. The Frost just said, sending love and oopses. Oh, lovely. Oh. So we're no longer in a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I genuinely think that's the best response that 
that she could have given us. Yeah, Sending she love and notices. She totally gets it. The Frost gets it. I also had a little peruse of her Instagram. The Frost is living a lovely life in Ibiza. Mm. She's clearly taken that kitten money, that snog Maria Void paycheck, and she's got a <laughs> lovely life there. There's some sort of business, and she's just having the time of her life, and like in a bikini, and just Ooh, lovely. Good for good for Jay Frost. Yeah, the the villa that Snug Maria Void built. Mm. Oh my god, I wonder if the villa's controlled by Pod. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> right, what you got, babes? Uh, I've got a little bit of feedback. Ari Atomic Kitten. Uh, this is from Call Listener Charlie. I did a swimwear shoot with Kerry Katona, and uh, she wore this bikini from Debenhams. She loved it so much, she wanted to keep it. So she came out of the uh, changing room and said that she just farted in it. So I couldn't send it back. That sounds like our Carrie, doesn't it? <laughs> I thought that you'd really appreciate just the mention of Debenhams in that. <laughs> Debenhams, Lovely. R.I.P. Oh my God, Debenhams is gone. Debenhams is gone. <laughs> gone and kind of forgotten. Yeah. So Lydia and our Instagram, do get in touch, by the way, on our Instagram. You're welcome, America, you are. Lydia said, I saw Atomic Kitten on the big reunion tour. I dropped my first ever iPhone down the loo at the O2 into my Wii. It still worked. I like to think that was something to do with Caricatona. <laughs> wow. Her first ever iPhone. What a memory. Mm, what do you think that was? iPhone 4, maybe? Mm, chunky. Ch- yeah. That's a hard one to really fit down the bowl back in the day, wasn't it? Or were they slimmer, actually? Oh, no, they were slimmer. They were more like, oh, I can't remember. Were they more like iPod touches? Remember that? Do you have an iPod touch? I didn't have an iPod touch. <laughs> I think I went straight from that mini one up to a, like, a, like a, was it a Nano? Did I go from a Nano to an iPhone 4? I can't remember. Oh, I don't know. Before iPhones, in between like Nokia 3210 and iPhone, mm-hmm. I went through some real strange models, some real knockoff pieces, yeah. some real strange designs, some avant-garde pieces. I had this one phone that truly looked like something from Star Trek. It looked like a communicator from Star Trek. It was what like, was bloop, it? Bloop, bloop. I couldn't tell you. It was this white thing that opened. It had scrolling um, LED text that went over the phone while it was closed. Oh, was it a Samsung? I, 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 could, I, I had a Samsung just like that. Yeah, I know. I think it was the Starfleet Federation communicator model. Oh, oh okay, cool. Yeah. So we have a little more feedback from Instagram. This is from Marius in Germany. German fan. Yeah. He says, hi, Ben and Fraser. First of all, happy belated birthday to you, Ben. Thank you. I've been wanting to write you for a while now. I started listening to your podcast when Crystal visited and I just love it. Thank you very much. Listen to all the episodes. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm so sorry. It's fascinating listening to your podcast from my German perspective and which of the topics found its way to Germany before and which didn't. So he says Atomic Kitten definitely found their way to Germany. Makes sense. Not surprised there. Makes (laughs) sense. And he says, I studied English studies and your podcast replaces all the seminars on Anglo-American culture uni never offered. Gay greetings from Germany, Marius. Oh, Marius, thank you so much. Yes. Lovely, lovely to have you. And this is what I said back to you, Marius. Gern geschehen Deutschland. It's meant to say, you're welcome, Germany. I think I've just said, you're welcome, German, which maybe sounds like an insult. You're welcome, German. I'm sorry, Marius. That was meant to be more friendly. Okay, I've had, speaking of Crystal, I've had some feedback from Crystal herself after the last episode. Let's take a little listen. It's going to be a real non-sequitur voice note. I'm sorry, I'm out of breath, but I've just been running. Something just occurred to me, and I'm wondering if it holds true in your head, too. And this isn't, this is like a podcast related, I suppose, but... You guys have just always just framed my brain to be constantly thinking about the differences between these countries. And so I'm currently on a jog in Cranberry Trail. And it got me to thinking that in the US and in Canada, 
streets, things, they're all named after things. Like, just thinking of some top of the mind examples like Sunset Boulevard or Cranberry Trail. Like, things are named after trees or lakes or like the woods or like fruits. Um, whereas in the UK, everything's named after a person and probably also often an old like white man. Like, I don't think I've ever lived on a road in London that wasn't named after some dude. Do you know what I mean? Does that hold true in your head, too? Anyway, just food for thought on this glorious Sunday. I've actually got some feedback for Crystal as well, just in terms of audio. (laughs) Best not to send us a voice note when you're out for a jog. (laughs) Lovely to hear from you, but just the jogging, not, not the best for the ears. So he does have a point. I have noticed in LA, you can see like Avocado Street. Yeah. You would never get fucking Avocado Street in, no. in the UK. And in the UK, it is all like, I'm thinking of Glasgow, like Buchanan Street or George Square. Yeah. And he's right. A lot of it is named after problematic, I was going to say people, problematic white men who were in different trades, mm-hmm. shall we say. Yeah. Shipbuilding sugar slavery there's definitely Although, a lot of that big shout out to a street in norwich called lower goat lane oh just lower goat <laughs> there's upper goat lane and lower goat lane so there's a goat lane which i don't think is named after a person i think it's truly named after goats and then in york there's all the gates like micklegate whitma gate excuse me yeah whitma gate <laughs> i'm gonna rename that the laura Watmore gate the laura Watmore gate <laughs> Justice for her two singles, by the way, Laura Watmore. But then I no, also, Sarah Watmore. Sarah Watmore. Who's Laura Watmore? Laura Whitmore. Laura Whitmore. Laura Whitmore. Sarah Watmore. Oh my God. <laughs> Laura Whitmore. Sarah Watmore. Where would we go next? He's absolutely right. It feels like in general the yeah. U.S. is a much younger country, so it's just all things are named after things. There are some things, some streets and locations named after Native American tribes and trails. Yeah. But and a lot of presidents. And a lot of presidents, but there is one very influential man that there's some streets named after. His name is Caruso. He's the guy who started the Americana and also the Grove. Oh, okay. So his name's Caruso. (laughs) And he, on all his, like, shopping malls, there's always, like, a Caruso Boulevard. And that's, like, the tiny street that leads into the parking lot. So he's like a modern day, a modern day gross man who's just like naming things after himself. So yeah, that was some feedback from Crystal. He also did have one other thing to say. Another voice note just to say, Rui, the De Beauvoir Deli, celebrity sighting of my own at the De Beauvoir Deli, Jon Snow, as in you know nothing, Jon Snow. Um, So I think that tracks. You've got Miley, we've got Jon Snow. De Beauvoir Deli is really annoying, but they do a great sausage roll. So that was in reply to my UK equivalent of Irwan is the de Beauvoir Deli. And yeah, we have Miley Cyrus in Calabasas and they've got Jon Snow. Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington. Not newsreader Jon Snow. Kit. Very important oh, that we make that distinction. Very different. I think I met Kit Harrington once. No, you didn't. I know who you met. Who did I meet? You met the guy with the curly hair, a different guy with curly hair. I know exactly who you mean. <laughs> No, you met a different person. You met the guy that was in that Marvel show, Iron Fist, which sounds like <laughs> like a gay porno. Yeah, no, you met the Tyrell person. Okay. I can't remember his character name. And, and also the really tall guy as well. <laughs> I know that so quickly know, in my I head know, who you know, who know, you've met. And I know nothing about anything to do with Game of Thrones. But I also did meet that really tall guy. I want to say Hodor. But no, <laughs> no. Is that the person in Gardens of the Galaxy? 
No, no, Hodor is from Game of Thrones. It is? Okay, I've yeah. met Hodor as well. And he'd, he'd hurt his back that day. Oh my God, okay. We, I met Hodor that day working a show. He hurt his back, but Dr. Christian was also on the show. So okay, I remember, Christian, Christian Jessen. Yeah, so I remember saying to Hodor, like, do you want me to get Dr. Christian? And he's just over there in the green room. Oh he's God. like, no, no, it's fine. Oh, Dr. Christian. Okay, babes, what have you got for us next? Um, just another little bit of Atomic Kitten feedback from Cliff on Instagram. He says, Huns, I'm finally up to speed with the pod after binging it for the past few weeks. And what a joy it was. Again, Aww. I'm so sorry you had to listen to this bullshit in a binged form. That makes me feel kind of sick. Anyway, I need to share my favorite Atomic Kitten memory. We went to Manchester Pride to see Danny Minogue. Oh, and, Cliff. And Atomic Kitten were the warm up for the Queen of Clubs. Um, but unfortunately, Tash was in the Celeb TV Brother house at the time. So it was just Liz and Kerry left. Um, he says it was a night of dreams and Liz deserves the world for being such an icon. And on the Snog Married Avoid front, there's not a week goes by where we don't watch Scotland's number one male Barbie experience. What a treat. I do actually remember Scotland's number one male Barbie going on the Snog Mario Void. Oh, I need, I need we, to watch yeah, have that. Yeah, we'll look into that when we, when we break for dinner tonight. Thank you, Cliff. I believe that's Cliff in Glasgow. Someone I don't actually know in real life from Glasgow, oh. but he's now a friend of ours. So you're welcome, Erica. Thank you for listening. Oh. Lovely to have you on board. We have had Jesse get in touch. I think his name is Jesse Jacob. So not your husband, Jesse. Not my husband, Jesse. Not Jesse Spano. Not, do you know any other Jessies? Jesse J. Not Jesse J. <laughs> Jesse Jacob. He says, hey, following the Atomic Kitten episode, I would like to point out one remix of Love Doesn't Have to Hurt that Ooh. inexplicably samples Tracy Chapman. Look up the Uptown Full Vocal Master Mix. <laughs> I will. He says, I have no insight into this remix. I just wanted to bring it to your attention because it's puzzling and also quite <laughs> enjoyable. Your podcast is the most entertaining part of my week. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jesse. He's our very own Jesse J. <gasps> he is Jesse Jacob. Oh my God. He's Jesse J. That's your new name from now on, Jesse. <laughs> We've got core listener Charlie, podcast <laughs> nemesis Michael. We've got Jesse J. The whole ganger here. Also in the You're Welcome America Instagram inbox is Alistair Bank here. He says, guys, really loving your podcast. Definitely some light nostalgic relief, which I think I think everyone needs these days. Mm. <laughs> also, I'm OG and because I've listened since the because I've listened since the start. Keep up the good work. Thank you for listening since the start. Wow. You really bared with us from that Louise and Tesla episode <laughs> onwards, right? Look. Remember that episode one? <laughs> we really knew what we were doing, didn't we? I also want to give a shout out to all the people who on our Instagram just wrote, oh, like about time because yeah. we took our three weeks off to get our vaccines. Okay. And everyone's like, oh, about time or missed you. Lovely to have you back. But yeah, thank you. Appreciated. Kind, kind words all around. Kind. Speaking, speaking of kind words. Oh God. We've had an email. Oh God. How can they email us, Fraser? Okay. So um, please, if, especially if you have thoughts similar to this email, please get in touch with us at yourwelcomeamericapodcast at gmail.com. And that's you are welcome. The letters you are instead of Y-O-U-R. I'm not going to use their full name. I'm just going to call them Janet. Mm-hmm. Janet. No subject. No subject. She means business straight to the, the body of the email. Hi, the Scottish one. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. So this is for you. <laughs> oh, got it. You are such a stuck up snob. I don't know why the other guy likes you. He seems so warm and friendly and you just seem conceited. I mean, she's correct on every front there. <laughs> and then just to get a full, a full jab in about your, your physique, apparently, um, I wouldn't bother with the gym. Nobody is looking at you, honey. Bye. Janet. Well, first of all, she's a feisty one, little Janet getting in touch. I love the idea. Janet is definitely on our list of 90s mums la- names. 
I love the idea of Janet doing the school run in the 90s in her Benetton sweatshirt and listening to the podcast. She's dropped the kids off at school and she's having a bad day. She's like, do you know what? I'm going to stop. I'm going to email. No subject. Yeah. Janet is fizzing. She's furious she's at got you. In touch. I love the fact that I'm the Scottish one. And what were you just? The other guy? Yeah, I'm the, I'm the lovely warm one. She says, I don't know why the other guy likes you. So the other guy, the Scottish one and the other guy. Okay. Thanks for listening. Because in terms of metrics, we appreciate the numbers. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. And I appreciate every, every word you said in the email, Janet. <laughs> Save me from this conceited snob. <laughs> Nobody's looking at you, honey. Bye. <laughs> My favorite part. Um, also, while I'm in the inbox, I've just noticed another one that I forgot that we needed to read. Oh, this is from Mike Connolly. Mike Connolly got in touch with us and he just says, Ladies, discussion about Hole Again and not a single mention of its alternative lyrics heard in every gay bar at the time. You can lick my hole again. <laughs> Once sang, it can never be unheard or forgotten. You're welcome. Oh, someone's been to G-A-Y. Yeah, that's very like JY Bar on Canal Street. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I've had some fun times in there. Me too. We've had a lot of feedback. We appreciate it. Get in touch. Keep listening. We love you all. No, Janet. And Janet. let's do the episode. <laughs> And we are back. And as promised by the title of this episode, this is going to be the Sugar Babes special. Uh, We've divided up the Sugar Babes career into two segments. Mm -hmm. And Ben's going to be taking the first segment. Take it away, babes. UK pop girl group Supremos, the Sugar Babes. Why are we talking about in the year 2021? Well, have you been listening to our podcast? It's the kind of shit we do. But (laughs) just the other week, it was announced on Instagram that's the 20th anniversary of One Touch, their first album. And they, the original gals, have been posting again. There's an Mnet remix of one of their songs, Out and About. (laughs) And also, when Little Mix won their Brit Award last week, Little Mix thanked some very notable girl groups, including the Spice Girls. Girls Aloud. Beautiful. Sugar Babes. Gorgeous. They did not thank the Saturdays. There's quite a few people they didn't mention. Clear. Entice. Precious. <laughs> Bewitched. Eternal. Atomic Kitten. Atomic Kitten. Eternal. <laughs> anyway, we are discussing the Sugar Babes. I'm going to fire up my laptop onto Wikipedia, which I uh, was perusing before you came over this evening, babes. We are doing an evening record. Yeah, we're going to be pausing for a dinner break. You're not going to know when it was, but we're going to know. You might tell because we'll suddenly be like quite fired up, but also a little carby. <laughs> a little sluggish. Yeah. Okay, the Sugar Babes were formed in 1998 by All Saints manager Ron Tom and Sarah Stennett. Okay, first of all, right. All, all Saints weren't mentioned in the Brit Awards speech. Oh yeah, we forgot about we forgot about All Saints. I know. First girl band I ever saw perform live. No, I saw the Spice Girls first. Hmm. Once again in life, I win. Janet, is that the kind of crap you're talking about? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So yeah, the Sugar Babes was formed in 1998 by the All Saints manager. That tracks in terms yeah. of like level of coolness. Yep, vibe. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was very interesting. The manager likened the trio, uh, their different appearances to the United Colors of Benetton campaign. <laughs> there is, now bear with me, their very first uh, song. It does actually, yeah. It looks like a Benetton uh, yeah. commercial mixed with a late 90s, early 2000s Apple. Gap, Gap commercial. Oh, yeah. Do you know and what I mean? Apple, and an Apple ad, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the group's first single, Overload, came out in the year 2000, peaked at number six. Thoughts and feelings about Overload. 
I love Overload. Loved Overload at the time. Still do. Uh, Overload was very much, I mentioned this a lot on this podcast, but again, it was one of the times where it was around the time that we got Sky TV at home. So I had the music channels. So a lot of songs just kind of naturally by osmosis, I became obsessed with, and I really was obsessed with uh, Overload. Yeah, mm. I liked the video. Um, I liked the kind of like, it's kind of a, a monotone song. Mm-hmm. There's no real high points of it. It just kind of... No peaks and troughs. No, no peaks and troughs. It kind of just like goes by, but it's very catchy. It is. It also could be released now and you'd be like, sure. Yeah. Doesn't sound like any time. Okay, so this was their first single. It mm. was very cool. Um, and they're all about 15 at yeah, the time. Yeah, they were young. We Super should young. mention, very important, the original members of the group at this stage were Keisha, Muccia, and Siobhan. Mm-hmm. And it was the three of them being very cool. I remember hearing it for the first time. I was on a school bus going to like a school. No, I was going to Duke of Edinburgh. (laughs) I was going on a camping trip with school. I remember hearing it being like, this is cool. I did feel it was a little too cool for me. Uh, I've probably gone back a little bit in time and done a bit of revisionist history of my opinions on some of their songs. Because I think I was more attracted to their like cheesier pop songs as they were coming out and then you kind of go back and you're like, oh, actually, these songs are amazing. Yeah, very good. Like, in fact, that song was nominated for Brit Award for Best Single. Although around around the year 2000, the Brit Awards, not necessarily a real badge of honor. (laughs) Shout out to uh, Thank Abba for the music performance. (laughs) We reference Thank Abba for the music music all the time. (laughs) So the group co-wrote most of the tracks Mm -hmm. on the album and an All Saints producer helped them out in it. That makes sense. Sound kind of modern, mature, little urban. I know that word's problematic, but definitely there's not an acoustic acoustic guitar going on necessarily. (laughs) Other singles from this album. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that first single got to number six. Fine, but you know, we're we're not number one yet. Other songs from this album, New Year, Run I for Cover and Soul Sound. You love New Year. I love New Year and Soul Sound because they're very, they're both really similar songs. They're really like nice, really sweet ballads with like lovely harmonies. And they, they've got like a very specific style of singing that's like not at this point, that's not like hugely forceful. It's more like very gentle harmonies. And I like those two songs because of that. I don't like Run for Cover, but I know that that's because it's not for me. Okay. I would agree, though, none of these songs are, none of them are bangers, and that's absolutely fine. They're all kind of like lovely, soulful melodies. Yeah. I like New Year because there's something a little bleak about it. It's very melancholy, New Year. Yeah. Yeah, that makes me kind of want to cry a little bit thinking about it, but I love it. So this first album, it didn't really meet the expectations of the record label. (laughs) I know. And at this point, Siobhan, Shiv... She left. She left the group. Uh-oh. Don't fully know why. There are accusations. I don't want to get into them because I think something could be problematic. But Siobhan left the group. I did I did read an article that said, contrary to what was reported at the time, she didn't just pop out to the loo and never come back. That's what apparently was being reported at, at the time. Mm. That she told them she was just going to nip to the loo and never came back. I did. Listen, that doesn't seem right. I did listen to an interview they did last year with Clara Ampho. Um, her podcast, which is called like The City. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they did an interview and essentially 
they were the three members were 15 at the time yeah and they just didn't really know how to communicate with one another yeah they didn't talk about stuff they're 15 years old yeah they're kids (laughs) and she left but tell you what someone joined the group didn't they (laughs) Someone, someone from Liverpool just... She slunk, slunk her way in there. Yeah. Former Atomic Kitten member, Heidi Range, oh, replaced Siobhan. Love Heidi. Now, <laughs> Heidi's an interesting choice for this group because I would not say she ne- necessarily fits the feel of the first album. No. Heidi seems like a lovely, wonderful person. She is not cool in no. any way she's way more pop than than what was their kind of their vibe before but maybe that helped because we're going to move on to the second album angels with dirty faces now this is when things really first up was freak like me and this was their first uk number one single Now, shout out to the music video for this. It's very much in the world of Me Against the Music slash Sound of the Underground slash Christina's Dirty slash Vogue Fabrics in Dalston. <laughs> well, there's also a vampire theme in it as well. Oh, that's true. It's all <laughs> Slash Blade. Oh my God, Slash Blade! <laughs> Freak Like Me. That's the noise at the beginning of Freak Like Me. <laughs> I fucking love this song i actually had a i have two things to say and these are just completely off the top of my head i had uh, i'm gonna actually not name this person because i don't want to name and shame people but i had someone say to me recently that when they hear the beginning of freak like me they get disappointed when it turns out to not be gary newman oh this is you know what this is exactly like Mm -hmm. this is Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is exactly like that that ladies and gentlemen and every gender in between is the opening of heidi montag's body language yes and then secondary to that it's if this ain't love by the saturdays yeah third up is whoever did that song originally who cares doesn't matter doesn't matter Uh, my second piece of trivia which i genuinely did not look this up i just remember this in my head that during the filming of Freak Like Me, for the club dance scenes, mm-hmm. the girls asked if they could just play some like garage music. So everyone in that video is actually dancing to garage music, not to the track mm. Freak Like Me. <laughs> and I don't know why that information has lodged itself in my brain forever, but it's still there. Perfect. <laughs> it's like, it's like J-Lo burning her shoulder with a laser in the, on the uh, Waiting for Tonight video. It's always there for me. But this... <laughs> but the, I don't want to go too long and talk about just this song in this video, but what was really fun about this video is that obviously it was like... It was this thing about this mashup of two different songs. So it was whatever that song was, Gary Newman, Who Cares, with Adina Howard's Freak Like Me. The the So it was the tune of Freak Like Me with the music of Gary Newman, like mashed up. And that was like a big thing. Like mashup was, it was the first time it was oh. in like mainstream it, I pop. mean, this is the era of Can't Get You Out of My Head meets Blue yeah, Monday. exactly, exactly. And then what was really smart about it, so it was just a really fun song from that perspective. And then the video... I remember this very specifically as well. Again, this is all just off the top of my head. It's about Keisha and Mutia being vampires, like in the club, and they see Heidi, and they like Heidi's like having fun at the club and dancing, and then they like drag her out the back and turn her into a vampire, essentially bringing her into the Sugar Babes family. Oh, I, I never picked up on I that. Kn- that- why do I remember so much about the Freak Like Me video? It's really all stuck in my brain. I think one other key thing about Freak Like Me and the video is this time of our lives, we were really starting to go out a lot, weren't we? Mm-hmm. And 
I feel like this would come on in a club and in your head you had a few, I don't know, like vodka Red Bulls or whatever it was yeah, back VK in the day. VK Blues. VK Blues, maybe a, a long vodka in Glasgow, <laughs> a drink that only exists in one bar in Glasgow and we thought it existed in every country around the world. It doesn't. <laughs> and so in your head you'd be a little drunk and this would come on and then you'd start kind of like yeah. reenacting the video very in specific. the club. You know, that move you're doing, Ben's doing like a shoulder roll and so am I and it's very like... Like you're walking into the club and you might be looking around like you're a vampire because you're going to get off with someone that night. (laughs) So that was a huge song. That was like their... Number one. That was their number one. That was their moment. Next up came Round Round. Mm. Now this song was also number one. Now, this video, I quickly watched it before. It's essentially Britney's... Oops, I did it again set, right? A little bit. It's also a bit like Britney's Hold It Against Me. Ah. But with a lot of CGI wind. <laughs> Tell you what's not not really flinching in the CGI wind is Heidi's hair. <laughs> this was the real period. Remember she did like a giant quiff? Oh, Translation yeah. for US audience, pompadour. 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 pompadour, pompadour. Pompadour. And it was like that giant one at the front you would do. Oh, yeah. And you'd have a high pony at the back. Lovely. And you'd spray it so it wouldn't move. And it, tell you what, Heidi's did not move in that <laughs> CGI wind. Now... I'm again with the re- revisionist history. I'm like a bit like, ugh, Round Round's kind of an annoying song. Listen, <laughs> in 2002, up in the club, I was loving Round Round. Like it used to come on every Tuesday and Thursday. We went to Time Nightclub in Norwich. How'd you spell time? T I M E. Oh, okay. like what's the time? Oh, I thought it was going to be like T H Y M E, and all the cocktails maybe had time in it. <laughs> like the herb. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> just time. Yeah, and I, I like you couldn't get me off the dance floor when Round Round was on, even though I would never choose to listen to this song now. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done with it. it. Has a very strange structure, Round Round. It's like upbeat, fun pop, and then it has a really intense breakdown in the middle. Of it. It's like, oh, yeah. Does it hurt when you see how I've done? It's like really dramatic. Okay, so we had those number one singles. We also had a couple other good singles from this album. We had Stronger. Love Stronger. Love Stronger. Love how bleak it is. Shout out to the Lido. I was going to say, which Lido is it? Is it Shoreditch? No, I don't Brixton? think it is. Bro- Brockwell Park? Brockwell Park. Yeah, that's Brixton Lido, yeah. Is that Brixton Lido? It's a Lido. A Lido for US listeners is an outdoor swimming pool in the UK. Often not heated very chilly oh, yeah, you're right. um, so they're standing around the Lido I rewatched the video there's a couple of other subplots going on there's one moment where Heidi is a showgirl stripper in what looks like a scene from burlesque what? and she's got Christina's giant lady marmalade hair wow yeah I don't remember that at all I can all I can picture about that video is it's almost being is it being shot through a chain link fence and they're sitting by a swimming pool that's all there's I can remember there's definitely a chain link fence where they're up against yeah. it yeah there's kind of that. a heartbeat in Stronger as well isn't there like a boop like a heartbeat monitor in that song. It's very like edgy. Yeah. It's kind of like the the medic at the side of the pool with their heart rate monitor. <laughs> oh my God. Have I ever told you about when I went swimming at the outdoor pool in my, in my neighborhood here before pre-COVID and they had um, synchronized swimming lessons. Oh, nice. And what they would do is they would like wheel out this trolley with a like a an old school hi-fi on it right. music system and they'd put the special speaker into the water Ooh. so the like the swim dancers whatever they're called right. could dance to it do you know what the song was oh i think you have told me and now i can't remember it's dancing in the moonlight oh my god yeah you and they kept on getting it wrong so kept having to hear oh my god I mean, we got it all. and then they'd like no that's not right start again <laughs> Oh my god. Dancing in the Moonlight is like, it's like peak, 
late nineties straight people culture in London, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's really like, I can just imagine people like it being playing in like a coffee shop in London in the late nineties and people being like, Oh yeah, I love this song. But can you not imagine being at a, we- a wedding now, like a straight wedding now and it coming on be like, Oh, remember this one. And like God. someone, someone, maybe like a guy and his like tie, he's loosened off and his shirts undone and he's holding like a bottle of Bex or something oh, like in one hand dancing. It's a horrible. Maybe doing a finger point with the other hand. Hey, get it? Oh, oh, every come night. on, you know this one. Remember this one. Anyway, stronger was a great single. Shout out to the Lido. Also, the single Shape. Oh. Shape is such a weird song because that's also a, it's a cover, isn't it? Well, it features Sting. It's a, it samples Sting. Samples Sting, and at the same time, Craig David also <laughs> released a song that samples Sting. Oh yeah, he did. Sting Wars. It was on the the Slicker Than Your Average album. Slicker Than Your Average, which obviously features the best song ever. What's, hang on, what's the song? The God, we talk about it all the time. The flavor? Willy Wonka one. Yeah, yeah. Which features "What's Your Flavor"? Tell me what's your flavor. I was doing my <laughs> gym class maybe about nine months ago and the head coach uh, grew up in the Philippines, from the Philippines, and he played Flavor. Oh and I was God. like, I was like, did this make it make his way to the Philippines? So, okay, <laughs> got it. Oh, I love Flavor. Shape, shout, big shout out to the CGI butterfly oh. dresses because they're at that masquerade ball, aren't they? Honestly, that music video is kind of amazing. It's like, it almost looks like it's partially animated. It's like very mm. weirdly shot and kind of, it looks like a Tim Burton like animation kind of sketch drawing almost, isn't it? Yeah, we've gone from a Lido and Stronger <laughs> to this incredibly high concept. They saved the money at the Lido mm. with that chain link fence. And then the next one, they got Tim Burton and they made that video. I do think as well, I do think Shape seemed like a song that would have been on the first album. It's got that very like light kind of floaty, fluttery vocals that would have been on the first album rather than like Freak Like Me and Round Round and Stronger. We're all a little mm. more like, Hur. Disagree. I think Stronger would be in the first album. Mm, okay. That slow heartbeat, that ECG <laughs> beside the pool, that chilly water. Anyway. I guess, it, I guess it just shows they're kind of sticking to some of their original sound, but also mixing in great songs like Freak Like Me. 2003, <laughs> we have an album called Three simple boy do we have a fucking album, boy, do we have album. okay first <laughs> single out of the gate hole in the head this is number one the opening of hole in the head <laughs> seven hours since you went away. away and there's a kind of like <laughs> noise in the background okay i'm gonna go out on a limb and tell you this is my favorite sugar babe song hole in the head whoa yeah. what i will say about hole in the head as well is that it's a really hard song to sing along to <laughs> there's a lot of lyrics in it and especially that bit, through with it, over it, candidate, crazy shit, feeling it. You just end up losing the thread of it. So, but I love Hole in the Head, my favorite song. Do you love the other single from this album, Too Lost in You? Oh God, from the Love Actually soundtrack. Oh, listeners, you know how we feel about Love Actually. <laughs> oh my God. How many, how many 
student romances in the year 2003-4 were soundtrack to to last in you got in you yeah, so this wasn't on your poor me playlist because i could imagine you that winter maybe like putting on a scarf and what you'd probably you probably have a discman at this mm-hmm. stage walking around you know your university in the cold just listening to now, it i feel like this is a little a little pre poor me Oh, 2003 yeah i think i think really 2005 was really when poor me kind of was birthed and i don't think i went back at that point okay. and i also think maybe i was so triggered by my hatred of love actually that i couldn't get on board with uh too lost in you okay but you could get on board with band-aid 20 of course because <laughs> this is when they did band-aid 20 do they know it's christmas should we just quickly look to see who was on band-aid 20 well i know someone who wasn't meant to be there Wait, hang on. So we've got Daniel Bedingfield, Dido, Justin Hawkins of the Darkest, Tom York, and Johnny Greenwood of Radiohead. Didn't know there's a guy called Johnny in Radiohead. Chris Martin, Bono, Paul McCartney. And I think that's, those are the main ones. Who was there that shouldn't have been there? Oh, uh, maybe I'm getting confused. Isn't there Will, isn't Will Young there? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, whoa, whoa, because whoa, whoa. Because Will whoa, Young whoa. brought someone with him who's not meant to be there. Hang on a minute. The longer list. I'm just going to give you a few. Busted. Uh, busted. Cat Dealey. Dizzy Rascal, Miss Dynamite, yeah. Estelle, Dramelia. Yep. Got some people in Keen, Bev Knight. Yep. Will Young, right? Lamar, Joss oh, Stone. Lamar. Yeah, yeah, Will Young, Robbie Williams, Rachel Stevens. So I don't know, again, if I'm plucking this all out of nowhere, but word on the street was that Will Young brought Rachel Stevens with him and she wasn't invited to be in it. And she just, he like brought her and crashed her into the, the song. Oh. Well, that'd so be she, a lovely inoffensive vocal to add to the mix, Rachel so she Stevens. She doesn't have like an actual line in it and she's not actually singing because it's just a music video they shot, but he snuck her in there. Well, what's he like? Scamp. <laughs> Scamp. <laughs> so just before we get to 2005 and they release their next album, Taller in More Ways, I do want to say that at this point there was a bit of a, a top, there was a f- bit of a fallout that happened and apparently involved the song Toxic. They all disagreed about Britney's toxic backstage. I don't know what that means, but I do know (laughs) that at this point, apparently Heidi struggled to really assimilate into the group because the other two had a secret language. Do you remember this? Yeah, it was like, um, uh, not Double Dutch. That's the the thing you play on the street. What's it called? Oh no, it's called Double Dutch. Something Dutch. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know. It's like scabada ba blah 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 yeah, there's like, like a word for like it. Scat singing. No, it's not scabada and ignore Heidi. Don't worry about Heidi. Don't look her in the eye. Boobadaba. <laughs> like Kim Cattrall and her husband. Yeah. And the cat was walking down the street today. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about, please look at Kim Cattrall's scat on YouTube. It's actually not as dirty as you think it's gonna be. Okay, two thousand five. I mean a, what a year. Taller in more ways. Well, I was. I was at university. I was mm. 2005, yeah. second year. Oh. oh my God, I was thriving, I can tell you. And i tell you what was thriving on the student bar jukebox. Oh. It was... Push the button. Push the button. No. Now, this is a song. <laughs> this is a song. I'm going to have to put it in the, the Hey Ya, Sexy Back world. Jail. Jail. <laughs> the vault. I cannot handle this. Because this is the song that I think for many people, many straight people, 
it is the toxic of Sugar Babe's career. This is the song yeah. that I feel people rem- really remember Sugar Babe's for, and that's not fair. Yeah, you're doing them a disservice if you, especially because there's a song coming later in their career, which I think is kind of the mid-tempo ballad-esque thing that straight people loved. Um, and I feel like, yeah, you're doing, to say that Push the Button is your favorite song, you're doing a disservice to Freak Like Me, A Hole in the Head, like many better songs that have come Shape. before it. Shape. Don't you dare <laughs> slander that CGI butterfly masquerade ball dress. Yeah. So yeah, Push the Button was a huge deal. Mm. This video is, uh, it's all set in a CGI elevator in a funky early 2000s office building. Yeah. They went on that elevator so that the Saturdays Notorious could <laughs> get to the penthouse. <laughs> Also, their looks in this video, Heidi, they've kind of, it's a lot brighter, this video. They've kind of finally turned the lights on, haven't they? Exactly. It's a lot brighter. Heidi's wearing um, uh, a turtleneck that shows her midriff. There's a lot of, and there's a lot of like color blocking with their outfits when they're in that that elevator that's just whizzing up to the Saturday's Notorious video. And they both, uh, don't they individually sex up a different gentleman? I think they do. Yeah. I mean, that would not happen in the year 2021. In an office, well, first of all, we're not in an office, but also go to HR. <laughs> Heidi, uh, Heidi, Heidi harassed me in the, in the elevator in the turtleneck and she's showing her midriff, which I do not think is corporate wear. Mm. What do you think that office was? Babes HQ. Babes HQ where like the Sugar Babes stationery and wrapping paper <laughs> well, we'll trademarks. Get, we'll get to those. <laughs> we'll get to that trademark. Oh, speaking of the university jukebox. Oh my God. Me and Callister Charlie would regularly terrorize all of the straights in the bar who were putting on like the killers and Keen. Keen and all that bullshit. <laughs> we would uh, regularly put Automatic High by S Club Juniors on in like rotation <laughs> and like. Oh, it just that song reminds me of like just through the drudge and dreary of like early two thousands indie music and me just getting more and more angry, just suddenly hearing automatic, <laughs> automatic, do do do. And me and Charlie were always like, Oh thank God. So it's some light in the darkness. So our student pub was a really old pub, like hundreds of years old pub that had been bought over by Mitchells and Butlers, like one of those chains. Right. And I worked there a few days a week and the jukebox was playing and I'd be like behind the bar scoffing maybe some real McCoys, right. you know, and having like a free fountain drink, whatever it was. Lovely. Uh, sorry, we only served Pepsi, not Coke, just Pepsi. Ooh. Yeah, sorry about problem. that. Mm-hmm. That ice machine, <laughs> never enough ice either. <laughs> and the jukebox, if it was a quiet day, no one's put money in the jukebox, it just played stock footage of people paragliding or windsurfing with the song <laughs> who's gonna take me home <laughs> and then it'd be like oh and then on a monday night which was the cheap night was, i think it was like one pound 15 for a pint Ooh. originally it was 99p but i think they made it to like one pound 15 inflation, inflation. <laughs> economics didn't study it and people would put their their money in the jukebox and if it wasn't who's gonna take me home it would be like push the button and you do shifts for maybe like six hours where you'd be like, oh, push the buttons playing again. It's <laughs> going on in the background. I've actually just remembered that every Thursday night at university at my student union was called Bands Night. Oh. Where actual- Wait, girl bands? Uh, no, 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 no. Where actual bands would perform. And then the, mu- the only music that was played in the bar was indie music. And when I obviously first got there and I was trying to make friends, I used to go to Bands Night and just have a terrible time. And then at some point in my first year, I just was like, no, people would be like, oh, you're going to come to Bands Night tonight? No, never. <laughs> and I never have again. 
I didn't mind some of that early 2000s indie music, but I never wanted to see it live. No. Yeah, some amateur band doing covers of Kaiser Chiefs. No. No. Okay, do you know what? Let's switch off that jukebox. Mm. Let's get out of that uni pub. Because do you know what? I'm feeling a little self-conscious yeah. about my appearance. Oh, yeah. Let's unpush the button mm-hmm. and Someone, look in the mirror. So, <laughs> look in the mirror. And I don't know what I like, what I see, because, because society's told me that I don't look good. Society's told me I'm ugly. <gasps> yep. This is Mucha. So did Janet. M- Mucha's. So did Janet. <laughs> Do you think it was Janet? No, it wasn't Janet Jackson. <laughs> no, Janet Jackson would never. Fellow Turian, Janet Jackson would never do that to no. us. This song. Ugly. The people are all the same. So this is a real trip to. Sorry. A real trip to like a BBC Radio 2 playlist. Yeah. You know? It could, it, this could play in any... The beauty of this song, girls, is you release it, it could play it in any radio station. Yeah, it's a real coffee shop song, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a little bit Beautiful by Christina meets Unpretty by TLC. Absolutely, yeah. How do you feel about this song? I don't like it, but I feel like by saying I don't like it, it means that I'm not supporting like positive body image and, and that makes me feel kind of bad. But I, I, this is... You know, if I had a Sugar Babes playlist going, which I was in preparation for this... This is a hard skip. It's just not fun. Also, it's a shame that this is Muccia's last single with the group because on the 21st of December 2005, just before Christmas, it's the winter it's the winter equinox, 21st December. I don't know, <laughs> but Muccia, there was something in the air because she left the Sugar Babes. Now, I was looking into it and it, it looks like she had postnatal depression because she'd had a child not long before and she was also struggling with being in a pop group a super successful pop group at this stage having a young child and having postnatal depression i mean that does sound really yeah so she left the group now shout out she she left the group she did some she did some other stuff yeah because a couple of couple of her solo singles people probably remember from the first Sex in the City movie, Real Girl. I never pretend to be something I'm not. You see what I see when you see what I got. I never want to be, no. I'm just a real girl. I love that song. It's a great song. It's so fun. Again, timeless. Really feel like you could strut around the streets to Real Girl. Oh, like, I am a real girl. Tell you what, Spring in New York. <laughs> oh, Spring in New York. Or maybe just like a, a fun, like, late summer, early autumn in London. Oh, lovely. 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 Mm. Take off Two Lost and You and just whack that on. Thank oh, yeah. you very much. Absolutely. Also, the first Sex and the City movie, far superior to fucking, you know. <laughs> love Actually. Love Actually. Uh, love Not Actually. <laughs> Mucha left. She released Real Girl at one point. Mm-hmm. She also released a song called Song for Mutia. Song number four, Mutia. Out of control. Dun, 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 dun. And Mucha, I feel fine. Something burn up, I feel fine. Drive my car. What a bonkers, wonderful song. I fucking love Song for Mutia. I think that song is art. I agree, actually. Who's it with? It's with someone, right? Like Groove Armada? Is it Groove Armada? It is. You're right, Groove Armada. Yeah. Out of control. Responsible for that. Some noise. You're gone now. I feel fine. Somebody met you. I feel fine. What about you? I bet you've been crying. I bet you've been going around town lying. Don't panic, panic, Muti. Don't drive erratic. (laughs) No, don't. Don't drive erratic, Muti. Two, two, like, very important songs that she released. No wonder she retired after that because those songs, (laughs) perfect. So good. 
So I'm now going to hand over the baton to you. We've, we've just had a lonely 2005 Christmas. We've only got two gals and sugar babes. It's 2006. Should we, should we take a break? Let's take a break. And we are back. It is the Sugar Babes special, the infamous UK girl group. We're celebrating them as it is 20 years since their first album, One Touch. It's the year 2006, okay? Fraser and I are both graduating from university, which actually doesn't numerically completely make sense because I'm younger than you, but we graduated the same year. Why is that? Because I took a gap year. You took, you took a gap year. You took that <laughs> gap year. It's 2006, babes. Take us away. We've only got two sugar babes. We're down to Heidi and only one original sugar babe. Yeah. So Heidi and Keisha were joined by Amel. So she joined in late December 2005. And apparently she was chosen by management. Uh-oh. So Where did Amel come from? I'm not really sure. I mean, she, she wasn't in Precious. No. She wasn't an Atomic Kitten. No. What else is there? I don't think... Yeah. Was she in The Honeys, maybe? I don't know. Oh, The Honeys didn't get a mention in the Brit Awards speech, did they? Oh, yeah, we forgot. <laughs> uh, we also forgot about The Honeys. <laughs> I love the honeys. <laughs> well, let's not talk about the Nutty Professor to the Clump soundtrack again. <laughs> nutty, nutty, nutty for you. So basically, when Amel joined the group, they re-recorded a single from Taller in More Ways. Oh, and God. they re- <laughs> Oh, God. Actually, they re-recorded a couple of songs, but they uh, the most important one is the song Red Dress. <laughs> Now, <laughs> I've told this story so many times about Red Dress, so I'm going to do a very truncated version of it. At university, in the final year of my final year of university, when this song was released, I requested this song so much that one of the DJs at the student union told me that he went and purchased it on vinyl so that he could actually play it for me because I was I, then he's like, maybe you'd stop asking for it if I just played it oh, on vinyl. Lovely. Yeah. He was a proper DJ. He wasn't back in 2006. There wasn't, there was no laptops doing that mixing. He had to get the vinyls of the songs. Well, my 2006 distinct memory of red dress is it's my 21st birthday. <laughs> We've all gone a night out to Leeds fun. And we've gone to, it was like a gay bar that had like a drag cabaret show. And we went there specifically because they had Iron Brew on tap. Oh, wow. So we drank vodka Iron Brews all night. I wore my kilt. And when this same song came on, there was a stage. And whenever we danced this university, what we would do is we'd all like do two <laughs> lines across from each other. And one at a time, you'd take a turn doing like a runway show to right. red dress. Your red, your red dress walk. Exactly. Your red dress walk. <laughs> And you did a little twirl in your kilt. Mm-hmm. Was it red? Wasn't red. Ah, uh, so it's not a red tartan. No, it's uh, a you know it's like a light blue. Ancient Anderson. Yeah, that's no, me. I've, I've seen it. You've seen it. <laughs> and, uh, so red dress at number four. Uh, so you know, still keeping it going, keeping it keeping it cute with a uh, with a Mel on board. Mm, I think number Fine. four is fair. That's actually probably perfect. It's generous. This song. <laughs> <laughs> this song is is like objectively bad, but I have such a special place in my heart for it. It really, it. I don't know what it was about that song that I connected so much with. Me too. But it just, I just loved it. It's so boingy. Yeah. And squelchy, like bam, 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 bam. Yeah. I'm cool. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah. It's just like a, it's just a really fun song. Um. Then. The they the last re-recorded with this song called Follow Me Home, which I actually listened to earlier and I have no recollection of it, so I apologize to the gals for that. Don't remember that. Then they did a, a greatest hits collection. So this is this is just another kind of slightly odd thing about the Sugar Babes that everyone kind of just 
gets on board with them because they 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 already had a lineup change after the first album then another lineup change and then a greatest hit so it's kind of like i always feel like this point that because there was like the obvious joke was just like oh, who's in the sugar babes now blah blah that was like for straight people making the joke about them but i just feel like the sugar babes are just the thing and i appreciate all of the members that have been and gone in the group and i just feel like they've all they're all kind of a part of it yeah is that like a wrong way to look at it i think it's fine so they released the Overloaded, the singles collection. And then there was a new song added to this called Easy. Come on, baby. I'll make it easy. Do you remember this song? It had all the, had all like the, um, the, like double entendre verses. Like, nice and wet, south of the border. There's Heidi slides up and down so many notes of this song. Well, she's got the confidence by this point because she's an OG <laughs> member. Earlier today, I watched a live performance of Easy, and it made me think of something which we haven't talked about yet, which is choreography. Okay. So Sugar Babes' first album, you know, didn't need choreography. No. As they kind of went along, they, they've they always had a very um, light touch of choreography in their performances. They're not a girl band that comes out and does full dance routines. No. When I was watching them do Easy, it really made me hit on what their formula was, which was stand in a pose to start with, start the song you do hip to hip so lots of hip bumps mm-hmm. and then when the chorus kicks in so when it's come on baby walk to the mic stands so pose hip hip but wait walk have, to I, the mic have stand. I already got a mic am I yes. holding a handheld mic handheld oh, so, mic and then I walk and I put yeah. it in and then I've got kind of like a a, a mic stand to sort of just slink around slink around we've yeah. got it and actually watching a lot of videos post this that's pretty much Apart from obviously some things later down the line, uh, don't, don't just stay calm, stay calm. So this is the next song is is pretty fun because it's actually going to be a repeat of a song that we've discussed on another episode. Oh no! Walk this way, you want to talk this way. Walk this way, you want to talk this. Walk this way and talk this way. Talking of stomping around a stage. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> you know we've covered it, but I did rewatch them doing it on. Uh, Children need. Children need. Yes. Comic uh, relief. Comic relief. One of them. And yeah, and it is basically the most iconic three minutes of two different girl bands just walking backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, walk, walk, hands just, on your hips, just, walk, walk, okay. walk, walk. Okay, cool. It. Just to explain what we're talking about is Sugar Babes and Girls Allowed doing a duet for charity, a cover of Walk This Way, You Better Talk This Way. If you wanted to see Nadine losing her mind, then watch them doing Walk This Way. It's very funny. If Nadine had been Nadine in the 80s, how amazing would she have been in like a kind of metal band? Like Heart. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like her with her hair and like someone's playing guitar beside her. And she's just like... She She could really pull off a power ballad. Wow, that would be great. She should do like a. She should do an album of power ballads. I feel like that would really suit her voice. And well, people for, love power ballads. Well, for Mother's Day. Yeah. For Valentine's Day. Yeah. Maybe you for know. both. For both. Yeah, she can extend. The, it can be released on Valentine's Day and unreleased on Mother's Day. I don't know. <laughs> Limited run. She should really do that. Imagine her doing like What About Love? Just nothing's going to stop us now. She'd do a lovely version of that. Okay, so yada yada, you know, kind of. Greatest Hits, Walk This Way, la 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 la. Then they released their next album called Change. The lead song is just a real problem for me. 
This song needs to go to the same jail. The Hey Ya jail. This can go to the Hey Ya jail. This song is for straight people and the straight people only. And what I'm is it? really sorry if I'm offending anyone by saying that. But just take a look in the mirror and think, do I like this song? Am I straight? If both of the answers yes to that, I'm right. This is <laughs> about you now. Can we bring yesterday back around? Can we bring... This song really yeah. inspires nothing within me. That's this. This is with Push the Buttons. Holding yeah. hands with Push the Button. This song went to number one. This yeah. was number one for four weeks. Oh my God, four weeks of this. <laughs> That's insane. Um, so yeah, so then basically this is from this album called Change. And then there was a couple of follow-up songs called Change and Denial. Do you remember those songs? Because nope. I certainly don't. Number nope. 13 and number 15. Then we have a real... <laughs> so they released their next album, which is called uh, Catfights and Spotlights. Uh, there's actually only two songs released from this. Uh, one of them I don't recognize. One of them... Let's just have a little conversation about it. So... What is it? Picture the scene. You're sitting at home. Mm. You're watching TV. Yeah. And then you just, you know, maybe it's Christmas time. Oh, no. And then a little ad comes on. Oh, no. Is it and for it's boots? Like, and it's like, hey, girls, let's put our lippy on for the Christmas party. Here come the girls, girls, girls. Yeah, yeah. Oh I mean, what what a song. This song this song has a real storied history because I, I looked into it because I was like, what is, what is going on with the song, girls? It's like a song from like the 70s. Then it was featured in the Boots advert. Then they covered it. So actually the first, apparently in like the first couple of Boots adverts, it was the original. Then the Sugar Babes recorded their version of it and that went into the Boots advert. And then I found like a version from 2017 from some like kind of jazz artist who also did a cover of it. People can't get enough of that song. One, okay. One thing though that's going on right now is Amel's joined the group. They've done a greatest hits album of old songs. They're now doing this song. They've done the cover of Walk This Way, Talk This Way. She is not getting a check. Is yeah, she? she's really not. Mel's not getting. Although, any money. did you know that she's maybe from, getting like a per DM from a um, from like a technical standpoint when it comes to like the band? I keep reading this one fact everywhere that she's the only member to get a number one as a solo artist for this song that she did with Tinchy Strider. Yes, I remember this. Yeah, and so she's technically the only Sugar Babe in all of the lineups to get a number one single as a solo artist. Yeah, which is kind of wild. But she didn't have a song on the Sex in the City movie soundtrack. <laughs> she really she really did it um yeah and th- this is kind of just a very strange run of singles that are kind of just very odd this is where things start to really go kind of off the rails so they are this was 2008 so then 2009 they were recording their last album called sweet seven now <laughs> it's their seventh album this is their seventh album okay. so we're, this is where we really start to get into some very odd murky waters the lead song so this is the last song that featured this current lineup of Amel, Heidi, and Keisha. Yes. And this was the lead song. <laughs> and it's a little song called Get Sexy. Uh, this song is Get sexy right now 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 no. No, 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 just to put it into context no, no, no. this is what 2009 2010 this is 
peak Gaga. Like Gaga's just coming to the scene. So every, at this point, the tile cruises of the world were around. Like everyone's got this same yep. electric, electro bananas Euro sound yeah. that they're all doing. So, all courtesy of Red One. Yeah. Also, coincidentally, at the time when all this was happening, do you, I don't know if you remember this. Uh-oh. Do you remember when I went on a date with that guy and he was Albanian? I think he was Albanian. And his name was Red One. But like his first name was R-E-D-O-N-E. Red One. But he was not the producer, Red One. Do you remember that? Was it like Redoni or something? No, no. His name was, was pronounced Red One. Red One. <laughs> this vaguely rings a bell. Very strange. I'm still to this day convinced he just was Red One. Oh, you went on a date with him. And Red I think one. I went on a date with him. And you probably... Red One. <laughs> Prayers was dead in him. That's what I do at the start of my song with him. <laughs> so, Get Sexy. This song is... So, what I will say about Get Sexy is that I think... What will you say? I think that... I think that it provokes a very strong reaction in people. Like, I think a lot of people like you, you hate it, right? It's so clunk-a-lunk. I, I appreciate the joy that people like Podcast Nemesis Michael get out of this song. Yeah. But it's, I don't ever want to hear this song, and I don't ever want to dance to this song. See, this song to me has like a, a very frantic quality, which coincides nicely with one of my favorite feelings, which, again, I probably talked about before, but I'm going to do quickly set you the scene. So okay. for me, it's like, I'm, I'm at work. Say I'm at a production company in Soho. It's okay. Friday night. I know my friends are already in the pub, like around the corner mm. and it's like a, maybe like a chilly night in London. Okay. And I'm like, I've maybe I've had a glass of wine at the office for like Friday drinks or something. So oh I'm feeling, God, so I'm Friday feeling like drinks. a little, I'm feeling like a little fruity already. And then, so maybe I've got the taste of some cheap office wine, you know, in my mouth. And yeah. then I step outside, pop my headphones in, pop on, get sexy. And then I stomp through the cold, maybe smoking a Marlboro menthol to meet my friends at the pub. And I know that I'm going to have like a really fun night ahead of me. And it's like bustling, like London, hey. Soho, like wintry. And it's just me being like, get sexy right now, 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 now. And especially it would have been one of those nights where I used to go out with my straight friends. And then I knew that about 11 o'clock, mm-hmm. my little queen of the night friend would Hello. call me out where she'd, she'd come by the pub Hiya. and you'd just be like, pluck me away from the straights and into a gay venue where I'd, I'd like, like dance sh- all night. I'd be like, should we go to the pop justice club night? Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then my friends were like, but where are you going? Oh, maybe, maybe I could. Bye. <laughs> and just me dancing out of the pub to get sexy in a cloud of marble walking, I'm walking down Dean street. It's time to get sexy. <laughs> <laughs> they see me smoking the six. They say you're disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> oh, lovely. So yeah, so that's, that's get sexy. Uh, so that was, actually uh keisha's last song in the band so keisha's departure from the band which comes up now is a very strange one yeah so basically it, it came from management and they said that they didn't want her in the band anymore see so yeah, it's there's there's, the, there's some confusion about what happened at this time so it's apparently it's that management didn't want keisha in the sugar babes anymore and the reasons are very kind of shrouded in mystery and no one really knows no one's really ever kind of spoken about it but um Apparently there's like some confusion because Amel left and then, Mm -hmm. yeah. So Amel didn't turn up for some of the like promotions for, for Get Sexy. (laughs) Wait, so it's just Heidi. For for Sweet Seven. So yeah. So at some point it would have just been Heidi getting sexy by herself on the stage. (laughs) And God bless her, but I don't think she could pull off Get Sexy all by herself. (laughs) If I had a dime for every single time. I can't get out to phone Get Sexy all by myself. (laughs) Um, So yeah, there's this kind of like slightly strange murky area here where like Amel left and then 
um, Keisha found out that she was just no longer in the Sugar Babes. And I've actually got her statement here yeah, from September it. 2009. This is Keisha. I'm sad to say that I'm no longer a part of the Sugar Babes. Although it was not my choice to leave, it's time to enter a new chapter in my life. I would like to state that there were no arguments, bullying, or anything of the sort that led to this. Sometimes a breakdown in communication and lack of trust can result in many different things. Yeah. So this is like a really strange... Uh, this is just a really strange time. And actually Keisha's done a lot of like, there's been a lot of conversation now mm-hmm. kind of looking back on how she was treated in the band and the, her reputation for being a bully and being angry and like angry black women was the stereotype that was like pushed on her. Um, and actually I have to say if anyone there's, she has a YouTube channel, which has terrible production values, but she does a really good video where she kind of talked about, she kind of addressed all this stuff. Oh, okay. Um, and it's really interesting. And then that linked me to her being interviewed by, holly willoughby and philip schofield and i was like well listen i don't know if i want the two of them to be the conversation leading the conversation about race anyway um, although i tell you a good conversation about race which i was talking about the other day was on leanne pinnock's documentary and there's a really amazing moment where she sits down um with other women of color in the music industry in the uk including keisha and our fave a burke Queen. and they're all talking about their experiences and it's like woof it yeah. is rough it's really rough um so so basically they uh this all happened like super quick and basically they this was in september of 2020 and then basically they were already getting ready to release the next single which was um pretty important one okay just hang on hang on <laughs> but you know what we're gonna need another member so at this point, the new member was Jade Ewan. Now, I'm going to pause you right there, okay? Jade Ewan. Yeah. Before she became a member, she had a, a solo deal in the works. Yeah. And she had a single that was released, but then sort of unreleased, called My Man Irresistible. Unreleased. It was great. Unreleased. Pulled from the shelves. Who knows? Pulled from the shelves of Woolies. <laughs> Great single. And then dun, 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 And did she, she do Eurovision before? She entered. She, yeah, yeah. She, so it was a year where the UK, and in a very genius, a real stroke of genius, they got Andrew Lloyd Webber to write a big yeah. soaring song. And um, she sang it. It was called My Time. It's my time. It's my time. I think it got to like number six or seven in right. Eurovision couple of important things here when she performed in eurovision she walked down a set of stairs and there are violinists up the stairs and then she almost gets whacked by one of the the violinists <laughs> and she has to like flinch and <laughs> um, also at this time she came she and uh, andrew lloyd weber came on the show i was working on to promote it and i had a really weird encounter with the two of them in a dressing room where <laughs> it was like me uh me what the fuck's her name me jade and and Andy, Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> Sir Lloyd Webber to you, but okay. And he he was asking the two of us, which belt shall I wear for the show? And he had two like really elaborate sparkly belts. And Jade and I just sort of looked at each other and went, huh, this is weird. She couldn't have been lovelier. Which belt did he choose? Keep me in suspense. They were, they were both spangly and metallic. Lovely. He chose one of them. Like I kind of aim for that. That's great. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just a little a little wiki <laughs> on Jade Ewan. A little mini mini wiki on Jade Ewan. She'll yeah. then go on to be Jasmine in uh, the Aladdin musical in the West End. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes mm-hmm. sense. Yep, it's great. She's good for that. Um, so this they kind of had to scramble basically, and they were 
already just about to start filming the video for the next single. So let's have a little conversation about this next single. You don't know about a This is Future Fraser. Uh, ben and I got so excited at this point that we never actually mentioned that this song was called About a Girl. Uh, who cares? Bye. We are huge fans of this song. Yeah, this, this podcast. This song is a real, as I, as I text Ben when we were discussing this episode today, as I, I always describe songs as a cornerstone of our friendship. And then I realized you can only really have so many, maybe four cornerstones. No, max. corners, because it could be like a hexagonal, a hexagonal. octagonal. Okay, yeah. fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is yet another cornerstone is About a Girl. Yumi and uh, podcast nemesis Michael would often recreate the moment in the video where they all lean forward and slap each other on the bum. They just pat. It's not just a slap, a, a it's like pat. And we've still discussed and still never done to this day recreating this music video in uh, on the way to Palm Springs. We need oh, to yeah. do that. We could just drive off the road into the sand, into the dust. Kick it all up. Kick out that dust and just pat each other's butts. <laughs> so this, this, this what's, what's funny about this video, what's weird about this video is that they flew Jade to the music video shoot in America and it was the first time she ever met Amel and Heidi was on the day of the video shoot and she was in the music video and then also with the video they because it happened so quickly and it was meant to be like a Kill Bill theme and it was what was meant to happen is the three girls were gonna be in the music video like fighting as like Kill Bill kind of assassins Mm -hmm. and then they ended up having to like do this weird version where they used stunt doubles in the music video so like you see the sugar babes like performing and then the actual storyline of the music video is all done by stunt doubles, like different girls. So like three different girls get out of the car and like fight the bad guys. Oh. It's very confusing. Um, and apparently that's because they couldn't, they weren't, they were unsure like if the band were even going to be together. So they just were like, we'll use these stunt doubles for now. And then they ended up mixing that with like actual footage of them doing the video. It's really strange. Interesting that this is the first time the three of them met. Now bearing in mind that the other girls, Heidi and Amel, had experienced being the Sugar Babes newbie. So I bet they were incredibly welcoming. Yeah. I bet they're like, hey, we know this is hard, but let's just try and make this work and let's just let's just try it. Yeah. And actually on uh, Keisha's YouTube channel, she talks about kind of about how they all were behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And she, she kind of says that like, they actually, they all got on and the only time, like, they were they were often just told by management to not bother answering any of the like rumors about them and all the stuff to do with them not getting on and not, and like fighting and i think the kind of thought is now that they kind of liked that storyline cuz it kept few, it kept the interest in the band but she said that like eventually that kind of got to all of them that everyone just constantly was asking them about falling out and people leaving and people joining and that kind of stuff anyway <laughs> i just found a really fun performance of this uh, sugar babes about a girl at the t4 stars of 2009 a live performance mm. and um the reason it made me laugh is cuz the first comment <laughs> they they do like the same dance move in all the performances of this and the, the first top comment of this video is Amel was always missing that damn leg move in the beginning of the routine. Girl, lol. And it's true, there's there's one little leg kick. And it, I did watch a couple of performances and she did always miss it. <laughs> I also read here that their, um, so the song got to number eight, but they had a truncated promotion schedule due to Amel flying to Austria for treatment for nervous exhaustion. Yeah, yeah. Re- so, resulting from the lineup change. Yeah, because I think because I think they weren't sure, you know, there was points where they weren't sure who was like even in the band anymore. Or, so if, they they were, ha- or if they had a job or not. Yeah, completely. It's oh. really, it's awful. They were kind of really fucked around by their management is what I kind of get from all of this now, later in the, later, you know, looking back at it. 
that's arguably, I would say, like, their best song in the kind of later portion of their career. I think, you know, once I feel like after Red Dress, like for my portion, <laughs> you know, I'm look, you're looking at some quite tough songs. And I feel like About a Girl is a real bright spot in some like slightly less memorable ones compared to those first yeah. few albums where like nearly every single is like yeah. emblazoned in my mind. Where My Kiss. I don't Ooh. remember Where My Kiss. Where My Kiss has got a... It's not, it's, it's completely fine song, but it, the video would go as a lovely accompaniment with, uh, kiss the stars by Pixie lot. Oh, <laughs> it would be where my kiss the stars. That's how it would mix together. Um, I just want you to have a, have a little look at the video just cause Ben is a huge fan of, uh, you know, Uh-oh. mid 2000s CGI music videos. And uh, I know that you're going to love the where my kiss music video, which is some of the sparsest oh, yes. CGI I've ever seen in my life. Oh, that is a, yeah, a clunk-a-lunk song. Yeah. And the the video isn't awful. It's, I mean, there's there's a concept. Yeah, it's just uh, very... Dregs of Gaga. Yes, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, what I will say about Where My Kiss is I saw them perform this live at a Sainsbury's-sponsored event on Clapham Club- Common. I remember that. What was that used to be called? Like... Sainsbury's one big. It was something very, very odd. But Callus to Charlie got us uh, a backstage passes. Oh my god! And so we were hanging in the VIP area while we waited in between the acts, and we saw all manner of like two thousands kind of pop stars. Oh, we, the Saturdays definitely came out and did like a, a set. I remember we got really excited and went and danced the Saturdays. Then there was like a band that I didn't care about that were like the headliners of it. Um, they were like some straight band that I didn't care about. And then the Sugar Babes came out and they did, I think they did like Get Sexy, About a Girl, and then Wear My Kiss. I think they did like later stuff. And I felt really bad for them at the time because I just think the crowd was very like hetero and they kind mm. of just didn't care. And I feel like if you're going to do Get Sexy and About a Girl, you need some like dedicated gays of a certain age, I think. Yeah. So this really was kind of the end of them, wasn't it? Yeah. They had that... They had a single called Freedom that they released, I remember. <laughs> was that cover of George Michael? Oh, no, it wasn't. But <laughs> I remember they released it and then halfway through the week, they made it free because it was selling so badly or something like that happened. A lot of mysterious sellings and non-sellings in this band. I know. <laughs> Singles disappearing and reappearing. But yeah, it's it's a little sad that they kind of went out like that because I think that the the kind of Sugar Babes legacy is a little tarnished by kind of you know, the fact that they had so many, so many lineup changes and then it kind of fizzled out. Um, but obviously in 2013, the original three members released uh, that song Flatline uh, as MKS, Mutiakisha and Siobhan. Uh, it didn't like do that well chart wise, but I think it kind of, it's quite like a critical darling, that song, isn't it? Mm, absolutely. People... People love that song. It was very much... Like, Gay East London loved it. It was like, oh yeah, um, it's only available on SoundCloud. Yeah. It was all that kind of stuff Yeah, it was on. like, yeah. So they... they that, and which actually kind of makes sense for their whole original first first thing. That was very them anyway. It's almost like they accidentally became like pop stars and it kind of fucked with their brand really, didn't it? And then obviously they've announced that they're going to be, you know, doing something else again. Um what I will say, one of my favorite things, which I talk about endlessly, is in 2010, 
uh, Mutia went to the to the European Trade Authority because she wanted to talk about getting ownership of the band's name. Basically, she couldn't get the actual rights to call themselves the Sugar Babes. They were called MKS, but she did get the rights to a little number of things. I'm just going to read them to yes, you. Yes, please do. She uh, obtained the rights to use the name on paper, cardboard, and goods, namely stationery, paper gift wrap, and paper gift wrapping ribbons. <laughs> I would love a, a Sugar Babes ribbon. I would like every single item in that list, even though I don't feel like she actually ever did anything with that with that trademark. I would have absolutely have like a notepad, you know, Sugar Babes themed notepad paper, stationery, gift wrap. I'd literally give you a gift of a, a pad and pen wrapped in wrapped Sugar up. Babes. Love that. Gift wrap and ribbon. Yeah. And though, yeah. But as you said, they, they've kind of had that slightly stalled reunion, but now... There may be back in 2021. Who fully knows? Yeah. Don't know what's going on. It's hard to tell. I feel like there's there's lots of talk of like, you know, like Amal said that they've been approached lots of times to do tours as, but then I think there's just so much confusion about who would be on the tour and who's who would be a part of it. I think they should really thumb their nose at everyone and all reform for like, for like a, a like one show so not even just literally they could be like it's the sugar babes farewell show and it is like no all of them wait a minute okay wait a minute wait a minute it's the original members yeah but for the final number one at a time yeah all the other members yeah. come out and like sing a little bit of soul then yeah. they do a big bit together then someone else comes out yeah. sings a bit of soul and then they all do it and then they all like hold hands and bow at the end and all yeah. just all just all stick their finger up at the end and they were just like fuck you <laughs> all of you who are horrible about all of us that would be lovely that would be amazing because yeah you could have like the you could do it was just like a kind of like a sugar babes one-off concert yeah and you have mks doing a lot of the songs and then just yeah Fucking, mm. what song would it be that they'd have to come out and all do at the end? Has to be kind of what their what's their most like big soaring number that would really like be like fun because you know you don't want to come out and have them all do get sexy. <laughs> well, some of them wouldn't know it. <laughs> it would have to be an original. It would have to be from the first album, right? I mean, could it be freak like not first album, but could it be like freak, freak like, like me? Would be a really good. Yeah. Oh my! Wait a minute. And they're wearing hoods, and you don't yeah. see who they are. <laughs> and then they take it off in a spotlight. Gets like, oh my god, it's Jade. Oh my god, they'll be like, who's that? It's Jade. I think that's Jade Ewan. Do you remember she was in Splash? She was in that reality show Splash with the diving. Yeah, and she was she was Jasmine in Aladdin. She was Jasmine. I saw that. That was good. I saw the tour of that. Stuck that one leg up in the about a girl video. I like the lights. Doesn't. Stripes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, right. So, that's the sugar babes. That's the sugar babes. Do we want to attempt Uh-oh. to work out a US equivalent? I think there is a group that I could throw out there. They've had a lot of financial issues. So there's oh. been some in, some some behind the scenes jiggery pokery and right. mysterious clouded things. And they're kind of legends. I think it's TLC. Okay. Because I was actually going to throw in TLC with a little light sprinkling of On Vogue. Because I think On Vogue have had quite a few uh, people enter and leave the group as well. I think they're at that kind of slightly strange stage where if On Vogue performs, you're not quite sure who's going to be part of the band. Yeah. So maybe we could do a little a little fusion. I think it's TLC. Oh, so you don't want to add my idea? No. <laughs> three. Wow. There are three of them. Oh, it looks like Janet. Janet really... She really got your number, didn't she? No, okay, 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 okay. Well, do you, do you honestly no, no. do you honestly think it's TL on Vogue? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> okay, fine. The U.S. equivalent of the Sugar Babes are TLC slash on Vogue. 
You're welcome. You're welcome. And that is the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. (laughs) That was one of our specials. Our next episode, we will get back to our usual doing a UK topic and an American topic. Yes, and we might actually even have a You're Welcome America Presents coming soon. Oh, yeah, we might do. I haven't really quite decided on it, but I think we've got a couple of things narrowed down. Something brewing. Something brewing. There's a couple of pots on the boil, if you Mm. will. Do get in touch with any feedback. We love hearing from you. Not all of you, but we love hearing from most of you. Uh, I love all of it. On our Instagram, you're welcome, America. If the if certain people, but not everyone, email us. Who who should they email? It's you're welcome, America podcast at gmail.com. And that's you are the letters you are, not Y O U R. And I will say, if people want to email, it actually just helps for filing purposes to maybe put something in the subject. <laughs> just going to throw that in there. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Yes, and genuinely, thank you for all the feedback. It's really fun to know people who don't know us are listening to our podcast and keeping up with it. It's really cool. Yeah. Sending you all sunshine from LA as we start to enter the summer and things are getting good. People are getting vaccinated. We're all popping on. Song for Mutier mm-hmm. hitting the streets. I'm driving fast. I'm Pfizer in my arm. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go and buy Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. <gasps>